Hey everyone, welcome back to Sports Arty Snippets season three. Hopefully you all have been able to catch up on season one and season two and you are ready to hit the ground running with season three. Thank you all so much for listening. Sports Arty Snippets has been listened to over 14,000 times, which is just incredible. So thank you for spreading the word to future sports arties, arties to be current sports dietitians, and just anyone that you feel will benefit from these incredible guests that have been on and more sports arties to come. A few announcements today, one from myself and one from my guests, but I am super excited to tell you that this episode is sponsored by Momentus. Momentus would like to invite anyone interested in their pro portal to provide this audience the highest level of value, where you'll get 30% off in free ground shipping on orders over $50. If you'd like to take advantage of this offer, please contact Annie Hogan-Lowry, Chris DeSanto, or Jenna Stanglan. If you're like me, you definitely had athletes who've experienced the annoying gas, bloating, and discomfort that can come after taking some brands of protein powders. As we know, bloating could be a sign that your body isn't processing the powder correctly and you're likely peeing out most of it because your gut can't absorb it. But with our friends at Momentus, that isn't the case. And this is because they've included a special patent enzyme blend in their whey protein that eliminates gas, bloating, and makes your protein more bioavailable. The enzyme blend in Momentus is called Prohydrolase, and it's been tested in research against other enzymes. It has been proven to actually deliver more amino acids in your bloodstream, which means you fully absorb the protein. Don't you want to make sure your athletes are actually getting the protein they're paying for? Momentus definitely does, and your athletes will notice a difference. They won't feel uncomfortable after they take it, and they'll definitely take their recovery to the next level. Keep in mind, all recommendations on this podcast are made in my personal capacity and no recommendations on this podcast are made in the context of my professional employment. Thank you so much to Momentus and let's jump into the episode. And it's like, am I doing this job because other people think it's cool or because I really do love it? Hey everyone, and welcome to Sports Arty Snippets. I'm Liz Waluka, a registered dietitian and board certified specialist in sports dietetics. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you a sports dietitian guest that will share advice, insight, and rewards of the profession, snippets of their own career path to becoming a sports RD. All right, welcome back for real. I'm so excited. Allison Maurer is our first guest on season three. She is dropping all of the gems and shares her take on the biggest mistakes early RDs make in their career. And she also shares some breaking news. Allison Maurer is a veteran sports dietitian with more than 16 years of experience fueling athletes from high school to collegiate to professional. She is the director of sports nutrition and fueling with the Pittsburgh Pirates, where she works with the major league team all the way through the players at the Academy in the Dominican Republic. In the offseason, Allison teaches sports nutrition at Knoxville Catholic High School and volunteers with the football team as a strength conditioning coach. Previously, Maurer spent nearly nine years as a sports dietitian at the University of Tennessee, where she oversaw the performance nutrition for all sports. Some of her duties included body composition testing, individual and team education, grocery store tours, cooking demonstrations, and traveling with various sports to plan and manage meals on the road. Before the University of Tennessee, Maurer was a sports dietitian and assistant strength and conditioning coach at the University of Colorado Boulder. 
Maurer served on the board of directors for the Collegiate and Professional Sports Dietitians Association for six years. She is a board-certified specialist in sports dietetics, a certified leap therapist, and a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Maurer resides in Knoxville, Tennessee with her three boys, Manny, Emilio, and Nico. Let's jump in and let's meet Allison. Hey, Allison, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Liz, thanks so much for having me. I feel like such a celebrity being on your podcast. <laughs> first first guest of season three, we're kicking it off strong with Allison Maurer. Yeah, I'll, I'll try not to let you down. I'll try not to disappoint. Well, I'm excited. Well, it's funny, I listened to a few other podcasts. Have you heard of um, Laughter Permitted by Julie Foundy by any chance? No, uh-uh. But she starts the episode off with, having the guests set the scene of like where they are, what their day's like. So can you just set the scene for us? Where are you? What's your day like? What's going on? Oh my gosh. So today I'm at home. Um, so I just, when I don't even like, seriously being in baseball, like not knowing what day of the week it is, what time zone you're in or what city you're in, it throws you for a loop. So I'm home right now. I was with the team for 10 out of 11 weeks. I was, I uh, went to Florida for spring training um, and then came home for a week and then traveled the first month, um, with the, with the major league team. So I'm home now. And, you know, the players were like, Oh, you get to go home and take a break. I'm like, <laughs> no, you know, three boys. So like, this is like my time to get stuff done. So we have minor league season. So working with our interns and, um, our sports nutrition assistants, I should say, um, cause they're dietitians at our minor league affiliates, um, doing stuff with them, still managing the major league, um, meals and stuff, planning stuff on the road, hotel stuff. Um, and then, I mean, my kids get home and it's, you know, three boys in three different directions at all times. So there's definitely no vacations or downtime, <laughs> but yeah. So right now I'm just, I'm chilling for a little bit. I love it. That's so funny. Your team thinks you're like taking a vacation. You're like, no. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh. They, when I left for, I, when I left early at spring training to come home for a week, one of them was like, Oh, did you have a good time at home? I said, yeah, I had five baseball games in one day that I had to try to figure out how to be. He was like, Oh, Oh, you have like, a life? yeah. You have a life. <laughs> yeah. But oh, yeah, it was funny. Um, so I like to start these episodes off with how we know each other. So I don't know if you would remember this, but do you remember I introduced myself to you at the boot camp in 2016? Yes, yeah. I do. Yes, yes. Because you, you were, were going to, oh, wait. go ahead. No, you go. So you were going to, um, you applied for a SNP in, oh. with me, I think, because Beth oh, yeah. connected us. Right. I always forget, like, I forget the conversation that I wasn't a part of, or like that you and Beth, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really, yes. But I think, I'm pretty sure I do. It was at, wasn't it at the fueling station? I don't know. Or what's Rocky to, or what's, what was that training table called? Where oh, Smokies at Smokies. Yeah. So I went to the boot camp of 2016. I remember Beth was like, you have to introduce yourself to Allison Maurer. And so I think you were the first person I was like, hi, I'm Liz. But like, I was so nervous. <laughs> That's so but, funny. Um, but you're right. And then SNP, you were my first SNP interview. Um, and funny. then for everyone listening. So when I started at UConn, I didn't know how to make a budget. So <laughs> I don't know how much I should be admitting, but when I went to APW in 2018, that's where I was like, oh my God, I have to make a budget. But I was so afraid. Like even looking back, like that was the most, I've never been so afraid of something because I just didn't know where to start. And 
there's a lot of people that helped me out, but I got connected with Allison and Allison held my hand throughout the whole process. And I just like, won't forget that. I think I saw you at the conference that year and like almost cried, like thanking you because it's like actually not that hard, like putting together a budget, but I think you're just like, you've seen a few schools. So you think you're supposed to do what you've seen, but you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, it was just a mess, but you helped me out. And now we have a nutrition budget. So thanks. That's so awesome. No, I will never forget that you had like your 20 power, like 20 slide PowerPoint presentation. And I was like, Liz, nobody cares. Nobody wants no, to see. You helped me get Greek yogurt in the fueling station, but oh my God, your emails back be like, no, that sucks. No, no. But yeah, you helped me so much. So that's so funny. I'm so glad. That's great. All right. So let's jump in. Can you take us through your career path up until this point where you started and where you are today? Oh my gosh, this is such a long story, but so yeah, hopefully you have time. So, okay. So, um, I'm super ancient in the world of sports nutrition. So (laughs) back in, so I graduated, um, so I listening to other people on the podcast, you know, I've heard a lot of people who have like changed their majors in college and stuff. Like I knew I was going to be a dietitian when I was in high school. So junior year of high school, I was like, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. Um, I already knew like what kind of college I wanted to go to. So, um, I went to Olivet Nazarene university. It's a little NAI school about an hour South of Chicago, um, graduated with six in my, um, class of, um, in, in my dietetics class. And back in those days, like you would have had to live under a rock to not get a dietetic internship. Like nobody didn't get one back in 2002 because it was just like, it was just still, you know, the food service dietitian wear the lab coat and the skid-free shoes in the hospital cafeteria, right? So that's kind of how it was. So I got my dietetic internship. Um, I did my master's and internship um, at Georgia State University. And I remember like just going through my rotations. I was so bad at clinical, so bad, like to the point where my, <laughs> my advisor was like, I don't know why you're not getting this. And I'm like, I don't know either. This just doesn't make sense. Like I just struggled. And so I remember going home and like crying and being like, I've spent five and a half years doing something I don't really like. And then I got to do a sports nutrition rotation with Rob and Leah at Georgia Tech. So Leah, um, Leah Thomas and um, Rob Skinner. And so spent some time with them. And then I was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I love this. And so Um, after I graduated, I still stayed on and volunteered with them because I couldn't find a job. Like Atlanta was a very saturated market for dietitians, uh, because there was three different programs that kind of all graduated at the same time or within a few months of each other. So there just wasn't much. Um, and so couldn't find anything. I ended up waiting tables. So here I am a dietitian with a master's degree waiting tables at, you know, on the border restaurant in Buckhead. So, um, and then my husband at the time, he, his, one of his friends in Colorado called him and said, Hey, there's this church that's looking for like a finance director. Would you be interested? And I mean, we had nothing really in Atlanta. So, um, so we moved to Colorado, um, to like the Highlands Ranch, Littleton area. And then Rob called me And he was like, hey, so the University of Colorado, they need a strength coach, but they want a dietitian. Are you interested? And I'm like, of course I'm interested. So knew nothing about lifting weights, nothing. 
So, um, went and interviewed and, you know, uh, totally didn't fit in because I just like coming from a small NAI school, we didn't have a weight room. Like we had a football team, but I didn't like, there was our resources were non-existent. Um, and so I just didn't grow up it, it for lack of a better way to put it in the world of like what a true like strength and conditioning program looks like at the collegiate level. So here I am, I'm doing full-time sports nutrition, full-time strength and conditioning coach, not knowing what I'm doing, making 25 grand a year in Boulder, Colorado. So for all of you who think you're not making enough money, okay, we can have a chat about Wait, that. Wait, how old were you? How old were you? 24. Okay. Yeah. So I was 24. So this is 2004. Good times. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So I spent a year, I mean, I had the most amazing group of mentors to teach me about the strength and conditioning world. And I'm still really good friends with all of them to this day. And so I remember um, one of the strength coaches, Vernon Stevens, he would come in the office and he'd be like, get out here. And he'd get the whiteboard out and he'd be like, all right, what would you do in this situation? Get your book. Like, and so like they schooled me on how to be a strength coach. Sarah Ramey, who is one of my really close friends still, she would, um, she was kind of like set to be the person to really coach me through a lot of different things as well. And, you know, I, I still like look to her for advice and, and recommendations and that sort of thing. So I spent a year learning the strength and conditioning world, um, took my CSCS in 2005. And even back then, like sports nutrition didn't really exist. So the, our ability to educate was complicated because you had to really try to get the athlete to understand why nutrition was important, but you couldn't provide anything to show them how to do it. So, you know, you work through that, um, in addition to learning, you know, a whole new job in strength and conditioning. So I did that for a little over three years, about three and a half years. I was at Colorado um, and then there was like this, and this is back in the day when maybe one or two jobs every couple of years came up. And so there was like this shift, um, James Harris left Nebraska to go to Oregon. And so I interviewed at Nebraska and so did Brian Lehman and he was at Tennessee. And so it was between L Brian Lehman and I for the Nebraska job and he got it. So I was like, oh my gosh, I can, what oh, if I went to Tennessee? Oh, oh. So it literally, like there was like 12 of us and we just kind of rotated <laughs> because that's all there was. And so interviewed at Tennessee um, and, and, and this is what's interesting too. So I was 27 then, interviewed at Tennessee. Their hiccup with me was that I was too young. So again, for all of you who are just getting out of college or your internships or master's program, and you think you've arrived, I was 27 and I was told I was too young and they just weren't sure if I was too much, um, strength coach mindset. So I didn't get offered the position. Um, they reopened the position. And then, <laughs> so I, and if you were really bad at interviews, come talk to me because I'm probably worse. So, <laughs> so they reopened the position, interviewed like four more people. And then like three months later came back and they were like, Hey, do you want this job? So, and I'm not mad that they thought I was too young. Like you have to make sure that the person who is going to be in that position is going to be ready. So I would never, I never look back on that and think, man, that's not fair that they thought I was too young. No, they were trying to protect their assets and that's okay. 
Um, so did, so started there in 2000, October, 2007. Um, and still there, it was just difficult to educate because we still didn't have any, you know, deregulation, none of that stuff in place. Um, but I worked primarily with football, obviously. Um, I had the amazing, um, opportunity to, you know, be part of Lady Vols basketball under the direction of Pat Summit. So just, seeing some of that stuff. And I mean, I didn't spend nearly as much time with them as I wished I would have, but even the small amount of time I did spend with that program, like the stories I have and just the things that I remember from being in her presence is just incredible. So I was there for nine years, almost. Yeah. Right at about nine years. Um, I left in 2016, June of 2016. Um, and that was an abrupt and, um, interesting departure. So for anyone who remembers, um, I just left, I had no job. Um, I just was done. And so put in my notice on a Friday and I was done the following Friday. So, um, that was that. So, I call it my sabbatical because <laughs> during that, like, you know, so that was June. And then I ended up going to the school where my kids attended and they offered me a job to teach middle school PE and strength and conditioning part time. I was like, yes, please. Can I do something that requires zero thinking? So, <laughs> so I did that um, for a school year for the 2016, um, 2017, uh, academic school year. <clears throat> and it was fun. Like my kids got to come and, you know, I would sub for, cause it's a K through 12 school. So, and they were just littles at the time. And so I would sub for their PE teacher sometimes. So they get, you know, they think it was cool that, you know, Manny's mom or Emilio's mom was our PE teacher for the day. <laughs> so, uh, so that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, and then 2017, uh, so in 2016 in major league baseball, there was this collective bargaining agreement where it was, um, mandatory for every club to hire a dietitian to be on staff, a, either consultant or full-time role. So 2017 was kind of like this, oh crap, everybody's got to hire a dietitian. <clears throat> and so Rob contacted me and so did Dave Ellis. And they said, hey, Pittsburgh Pirates are looking for a dietitian. I'm like, cool, good for them. So what do you want me to do? Like, I just don't really care. I didn't, I didn't even think I wanted to be in nutrition anymore. I was pretty sure I was done. Um, and so Rob ended up going out to interview and he's like, listen, you need to interview. I think you'd be a great fit. I'm like, good good for them. Good for me. I'm fine. And after a few choice words from Rob, I was like, fine, I'll go interview. <laughs> he definitely made it clear that this was something that I needed to do. So I went and interviewed and it was, I mean, I interviewed during spring training. It was such a great environment. I, it was what I needed, but it was one of those things where I still wasn't sure I was ready. And so that my boss, Kyle Stark, who hired me, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, I don't want a full-time job. And it was like, fine. We don't know if we want to hire full-time. Fine. And then it was like, I'm not moving to Florida. And he was like, fine. We don't need you to move to Florida. Fine. You know, it was like one of those things where like when you're in a fight with like your sibling or something and you're like, fine, fine. And so like, so after like the interview and stuff and, and it, the thing that stuck out to me the most 
was everybody had the same message. Like everybody spoke the same language. And I had not heard that before, you know, just the collegiate world just got too far ahead of me too fast, I think. Um, and I just couldn't keep up anymore. And there was, I just felt like there was just so many different things going on. And this was just such an, a different environment where everybody was on it was, yeah, everybody's on the same page and everybody's speaking the same language and everybody had the same goals. And it just, it felt really good. And so um, they offered me the position and after all of the fine back and forth, we were like, fine, I'll take your job. Fine. Do you want it? Fine. Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, so I just was a consultant in 2017. And the thing that was so cool about just whether it's baseball or the organization, it was, listen, just watch and observe. Just don't do a lot this season. We need you to do X, Y, and Z, but for the rest, just observe, learn the sport, learn the people, learn the culture. And that put me at such ease that I didn't feel like I had to do everything yesterday, which is, I feel like a lot of times in the collegiate world, you know, you have so many different sports and you have essentially so many different bosses and their sport is the most important to them all the time as it should be. But as one person, it's, you just, you can't keep up. And so, um, it's really difficult. And so did that for 2017 and then 2018, they offered me the position full-time and <clears throat> I accepted still stayed in Knoxville here, um, which has been great. And so, um, yeah, just travel with the team and that sort of thing. And then, um, so now for the interesting fun stuff or more fun stuff, I will actually, this is my last season with the pirates. Mm -hmm. I will be done at the end of the season. I have created a position at a local high school for an associate athletic director for student health and wellness. I will be overseeing strength and conditioning, I'll be creating a sports nutrition program and I'll oversee um, sports medicine at the school. So, yeah. So I teach in, in, in the fall during the off season, I teach a sports nutrition class at this high school, Knoxville Catholic High School. And this is something that's been kind of in the pipeline for the last couple of years. Um, seeing what we could do to, <clears throat> to make this full time, the school totally believes in what I do there and they want to make it right. And, you know, so many at the high school level, they talk about how important nutrition is, but nobody really does anything. And so they allowed me to create my own job basically and tell them what I needed, what it looked like, um, how it would work. And here we go. So I will be, yeah, I'll be the football strength coach. Um, I've been working with the football team for a couple of years now. So I will be the football strength coach for the high school um, and then, yeah, just, we will have actually two full-time dietitians on staff. One of my former interns, um, teaches there as well. She's teaching a couple of the sports nutrition classes. So as far as I know, we will be the only high school in the country that has two full-time dietitians on staff at one school, not a school district, not a, you know, a region in one small high school. So that's where I'm at. Oh, break, breaking news on sports party snippets. I just want to know about the high school level. <laughs> I know. I know. So are you going to be like, well, no, like you are the trail. Like is, would you say your goal is to be the, to help build out high school sports? Yes. I have been since about 2010, I have constantly said high school is an untapped market. High school is an untapped market. And 
I have been saying that to myself for years and just didn't know what it looked like to try to wrap my head around it. And I, and I created this sports nutrition curriculum. And so that was kind of my first thing. I'm like, maybe I'll just publish this and sell it. But I'm like, it's so, my curriculum is so personal to myself and my own experiences that I can't sell it unless it's actually a dietitian teaching the class. And so, um, you know, and then this year I've, I've created an advanced sports nutrition class. So I'll be teaching advanced sports nutrition at the high school too. So, I mean, it's, yes, I, I want to trailblaze high school sports nutrition because it's so <laughs> necessary. Yeah. I'm yeah. super excited. Well, it's just so crazy because it's just like kind of the norm for, you know, students to get to the collegiate level. And we know that they, they don't know anything, you know, from the, they know nothing. And that's ridiculous when it's like, they're playing at the collegiate level. So thank you for trailblazing for all of us <laughs> because it's, it's so needed and it's so exciting. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I'm super excited. I don't, you know, and it's one of those things, again, going back to the salary and stuff I'm taking, it's, I don't even care how big the pay cut is. One, my kids are going to be attending there. So I get to be teaching and at the school where where my kids will be, but also like people underappreciate the, the hours that you have in schools. Like it's, you know, I'm going to have summer vacations. Yes. I'm going to be busy because I'll be you know, doing football programs and I'm probably going to end up working with girls basketball. I have to meet with the baseball coach tomorrow to go over summer programming and stuff like that for the baseball team. But like, you know, I get Christmas break, I get Thanksgiving, I get a fall break, I get spring break. Like I, and I'll be home every night. And I'm like, I mean, you can't put a price tag on that. You really can't. It's amazing. I just picked you in the hallways with like, try it Tuesday for the high school. Oh my gosh. I already got that in my head. I'm like, try it Tuesday. I need dietetic interns. I need, I'm going to apply for a snip. Like I'm going to make this. Oh my God. This is amazing. Yes. And just a huge shout out to Jackie at IMG. I mean, she's been doing amazing things uh, there for a really long time. And so I'm excited to be able to, uh, kind of latch on to what she's done and, and follow her lead a little bit in a different way. Obviously, IMG is a different animal than, you know, a, a general high school where kids are not boarding or staying and that sort of thing. But still, um, she's done a lot and she's done amazing work. And I'm so excited to, to be able to utilize her as a resource. Yeah, this is not going to be a small adventure at all. Wow. Amazing. Um, can we just go back to when you were saying like with you know, after Tennessee and just feeling like, was it more like the spark went out a bit and then you, you thought you weren't going to do nutrition again, or where did you kind of find that kind of come back for you? Um, it definitely came back when I interviewed at the pirates because I just felt so like in, you know, I loved my experience at Tennessee. I met so many people still have great relationships with people there. Um, but I felt so alone and so defeated all the time that I didn't know if it was ever worth it. And so when I went to the interview in Florida with the pirates, it was, like I said, it was so much like everybody was on the same page. And so, and it was slower pace. Like baseball is not fast in you know, trying to get used to that too was really different, but I think just being 
in that interview and knowing like it was going to be a process and nobody had the expectation that I was going to get this perfect tomorrow was when I was like, I think I can do this again. Because, you know, again, in, in the collegiate world, it's just, it's, it's a lot all the time. And you always have to be completely on always to the point of burnout. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm on all the time for the pirates, but it's just a different pace. And, and so that's when I was like, I think I can love this again, because this just looks different. It's just different in a lot of ways. So. That's amazing. I love that. Get it, getting your spark back. Um, starting at Tennessee, 27 years old, director of sports nutrition. What did you learn about yourself from year one to year nine when you, when you look back at your time there? Man, what I learned about myself, I think, is that I'm stronger than what I thought I was, for sure. Um, just, you know, I, I had four different football coaches, seven different football strength coaches. I had four or five different bosses that I reported to in the nine years. Like the ability to like deal with adversity and, and you don't realize it when you're going through it. But looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, year one was amazing just because we had this group of people who had been there for so long and it felt so good, like such a family and everybody loved what they did. And they, they did, you know, all their sports because they loved it. And then just in, and this isn't something against Tennessee. I think this is just in general collegiate sports, you know, the social media started happening and just the, the look of recruiting is different. And, you know, the, just the whole, it's more of a show that, and that's how I felt like in year nine, like, why do I want to be part of this show? I wanted to be part of the game and part of the, the process, not how, I don't know, trying to make a 16 year old feel like a celebrity, just, it, I, it's just really hard for me. And so, and again, it's not, that's how it was at Tennessee. I think that's just across the board, what this looks like now. And I'm like, I don't want to be at a junior day for a kid that we may or may not be interested in, but we really want his teammate. And, and again, like <laughs> I say these things and it is not just one school. It's how I, and it's not everyone's experience. It's how I felt about my experience. So I just want, you know, I don't want people to think like, man, she's, you know, trash talking college sports. No, I'm talking about my experience and how I felt when I was going through it. I get what it is. I understand it. And I know all those things are necessary. I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't keep up. I couldn't feel like I was effective in my job when I had to you know, when all these other things were taking away from like my ability to educate and be present for the athletes that I had on campus at that time. You knew what you valued and then it just didn't match up as time kind of went on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's, you know, it's not, maybe I'm just weak. Fine. No, we're not weak. I'm okay with we're that. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> we can spin this a thousand different ways. And so, yeah, I'm okay with that. Like I couldn't hang. 
I own it. I could not hang. I was done. So, you know, well, I think you make a good point too. Cause I think a lot of people don't talk, not like don't talk about it, but like, it's, it's not normal to have so many bosses, but it's also how it works. Like there's people, totally. athletics is a moving cycle. And that's not something I really realized until I got into my job too, that like, you know, people leave athletics, people go to a different school, then you have to report to someone else. Then you have to report to someone else. And it's not easy at all, but you don't, I don't, you don't know any different. So you just, you just keep going. And it's totally kind of funny, like recent advice from a few, um, I don't know if it's podcasts or where I kind of heard it, but it was just like, to just keep going, like, just put your head down and like, keep going. Cause it's, it's not easy at all. And I feel like how you're saying you were resilient, like you totally were because it's not easy, but it's just like the norm. It was just like what it was. It doesn't mean you deserve to feel burnt out. It means that you're right. realizing where you want to spend your time and getting out. Yeah, totally. And you know, it's, I literally thought I was going to retire at Tennessee. Like I loved it there. Absolutely loved it. Like I always would say, this is my final resting place. Like, and it just wasn't, and that's okay. Like it's, it's okay for it not to always work out the way you want it to. So. So after going from Tennessee to the Pittsburgh pirates, was there something that you missed in the collegiate or something you didn't expect moving into this new role or something that surprised you about the pro level? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so this story, so just being like in college sports, like especially being on the football sidelines, right? You're like, everything's fast paced and you're moving and you got this to do and you got this place to be and you got this athlete to take care of. I will never forget my first trip to Pittsburgh being in the clubhouse and it's game time. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, so where do I go? Right. And I know I'm not going in the dugout. Like, I know that's not my place. And so, and then I'm like, wait, they're vac. Why is the club vacuuming? Why is he like not out watching the game? Doesn't everybody like want to be out watching the game? And so, and then I'm like, where am I supposed to sit? Because oh, you just, like, you just know. So I asked the clubby his, we call him bones. And I was like, bones, like, where, where should I go? He's like, just find a seat. He's like, use your badge and just go sit somewhere. I'm like, right. Okay. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, why? And I'm like, he's vacuuming. I'm like, do you go out and watch the games? And he goes, there's 162 of these things. No. <laughs> like, but he's vacuuming. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're probably uh, not going to watch the game. Okay. So I like just like went and found a place to sit in the stands. And I was like, so this is baseball. <laughs> Got it. So no one's vacuuming at Tennessee's first opening football. <laughs> no, nobody's vacuuming during the game. So I just was like, this is different. This is different. So yes, it's definitely slower paced than, um, than college sports. But again, like it took me a while, but I really love it. I really, really love it. And you know, it's when you lose, everybody's like, yeah, well, we got to do this again tomorrow, you know, and in college sports, it's like you lose and it takes three days before you just dare to talk to someone again. Cause they're in such a bad mood. And it's just, you know, so it's, now for every pirate game, I just picture you like alone, like in the stand. <laughs> It's totally how I am. Like I'm like, <laughs> I know, totally. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So that's 
definitely some of the stuff I learned, but it's, I freaking love baseball. I did not think I would like it as much as I do. And I'm like, this is a pretty fun sport. You were in that role for six years or over six years? No, no, no. This is my fifth season. Fifth season. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it flew. I have no idea how it went so fast, but yeah, my fifth season. So it's, yeah. And I, you know, I love the organization. I have no intentions on just leaving and being like, peace out. Like, I want to make sure that program is absolutely set up to succeed in the best way possible. Because you were, the, I mean, like, fine. But yeah, I did. It wasn't my, it was not like my previous departure. <laughs> All right. So you started around five years ago. And where is Major League Baseball or where was Major League Baseball then? And like, where is it now? And where is it going to be in the future for like sports nutrition? How, how is it? Going yeah. To be? So um, it's really only about five years old, really. I mean, Becky oh. has been with the Angels for a really long time. Um, uh, Ryan at the Rays has been there for a while. And then Stephanie with the Rangers and stuff too. But like since the CBA in 2016, 2017 is really when um, sports nutrition and baseball took off. And so um, I think I was the fifth full-time dietitian in major league baseball. And now I think there's like maybe 13, 15, something like that. Um, So yeah, so there's a lot more and it just, it's, you know, it's a slow growth, but different programs look different, just like we know in the collegiate world and stuff like that. So for me, I'm, lucky I have, um, an assistant dietitian, and then I have an executive chef coordinator who kind of runs or travels through the system, um, working with our interns. And then I have an, um, a sports nutrition assistant at each affiliate. So I have a really, a really great staff and a big staff, um, which not a lot of other clubs have. So it's come a long way. I think the thing that's come the furthest is the amount of money that clubs are willing to spend on food for their minor league teams. Mm. So, um, you know, you used to have dues that you pay to the clubbies and then the clubbies would buy whatever, you know, and whatever money the clubbies didn't spend, they pocket. So, you know, they're not necessarily getting the best quality food and that sort of thing. So now the due system is gone and the clubs are more responsible for the food. And so, um, I remember when I first started at the pirates, we had, it was like $400 a day to feed two team or to feed one team, two meals. And then whatever money the club he wanted to use of the dues to like complement that or to add to it, they could spend. And so now we're up to like a thousand dollars a day. So, I mean, it's, it's a huge difference. So the quality of food that you can provide, um, the amount, um, just all of that has completely changed. And then having our SNAs at each affiliate too, to, you know, to plan the catering and um, to, you know, manage all that and, and stuff is really helpful as well. So I think that's probably the thing where baseball has come the, the furthest so far is taking care of the minor league players. Wow. That's amazing to think like how taking care of like each level is and like how that probably isn't the case across the country. But I would assume that you're modeling what it should be like. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. It's a process as we know. (laughs) Peace out, going to high school. No, just I know, I know. Going to the high school. (laughs) It's like a high school. 
All right, let's shift gears. What do you think is the biggest mistake early RDs make in their career? Oh man. Okay. So young RDs or early RDs or new RDs, whatever. Biggest mistake is when they don't ever ask on an interview, if you have to work weekends, how much money you're going to make. And don't ever tell me you have to talk to your parents first about your job. Like I, we're grownups, right? If you have to talk to your family about the decision you're going to make in your career, I get that, but don't let me know because you're grown. So have those conversations say, you know what, give me a day or two to think about it, whatever. But the number of times I've had people interview and say, I need to talk to my parents first makes me really wonder, are you ready for this? So it, it, it just, that's one. And then if you're applying for a job in sports, um, I mean, let's see, basketball's played on weekends, football's played on weekends, tennis is on weekends, golf is on weekends. Um, pretty much every sport is on a weekend. So if you have to ask if you have to work weekends, then are you ready for this? <laughs> I guess that's my... And then, you know, again, going back to, yes, it was 2004 when I made 25 grand. But if that is a high priority for you, how much money you're going to make, then again, my question is, are you ready for this? So, yeah. and I'm not asking anyone to, you know, lay down and die for a job that's not going to pay them. I'm not asking that at all. I just want to know where someone's true passion is and what, you know, they're, they're willing to do. And I, I just had a, <clears throat> uh, one of my staff members, he's applying for some jobs. And I said, here's the deal. I said, if they ask you when you can start, I say, you say, when do you want me? Cause that's another one. Don't, if, if I say, when can you start? And you say, I need a month. I need, you know, this amount of time, I have to move, I have to pack. Like, I don't need the dissertation of how you're gonna get there. I just need to know, is it gonna be, do you have to put a two weeks notice for your job and then you'll be here? Or, you know, are you coming tomorrow? Or are you gonna tell me in a month from now that you're gonna come, what is it? And so I think that is a mistake that early RDs make is wanting to, and, and I don't think it comes from a bad place. I think it's just because as dietitians, we're planners, right? We like to know we're type A. We like to know what's next. We like to know what to expect. We like to know all the details right away, but some of those details are going to be left out and you have to be okay with that. So, um, so I think that's one thing is be okay with not knowing every single detail on the first interview. Yes. If I offer you the job and you don't ask what you're going to make, that's a different story. But if it's the first interview and you're asking if I have to work weekends, what the salary is going to be, that sort of thing, then, then that's when I question. Um, so just know what questions to ask at what appropriate times, I guess is probably the best way I can put that. Yeah. It's interesting. I know. I feel like there's, or like veteran sports RDs talk about like grinding or like, you know, working a lot of hours. And, and then there's like the Gen Z that's coming up. That's like, 
and it's not it's not a bad thing to be like well I have weekends off but like obviously if you want to work in sports nutrition like it's a little bit it doesn't mean like there actually is so many different opportunities in sports nutrition it doesn't have to be a collegiate level you can work at other and totally. I think that's forgotten t- too but then like I, I think there should be this middle ground I'm like you can work hard but also work smart I don't know like you don't you're working weekends but maybe you have time off at a different time of the year or like right but I think there's just such a confusing message just because everyone has different perspectives but yeah like your first question should be when when will I have time off it should be like what would you look for if I started in the first 30 to 60 days or like something where totally because if you're passionate you're gonna be okay but like the person hiring you needs to know that you want to be there yes yeah for sure and I think too another thing for young RDs is know your limits like just because a job looks really glamorous and pretty and it might pay a lot. Do you really think like, take a look at yourself and say, am I really ready for this? And I've had, you know, young RDs in in the recent past, just be like, I don't, I wouldn't mind going back and being someone's assistant because like, this may not have been what I was looking for. And that's okay. Like, just because you came from a really great program, whether it's collegiate, professional, it doesn't matter. Whether if you came from a really great program, doesn't mean that all those resources and all that stuff from that great program transfers over to where you're going to go. So you have to really be prepared for like what that organization has to offer, because it may not look like what it did where you were before. And so as a young RD, take a look at some of those things. Ask those questions again. What are your resources? What is my budget? Um, what staff would I have? Am I by myself? You know, I mean, too much, too often it's, you know, I got a guy. Hey, I got a guy. I got a guy that can do that job. And then it turns into, hold on, that person that you wanted to have that job may not have been ready for or even knew what they were getting into. And, you know, sometimes they just are like recommended, Hey, you should take this job because this is what they're looking for. And I think you'd be really great for, okay, I'll do that. And then they get there and they're like, wait, wait, what just happened? So there's so many different scenarios and so many different ways to, to look at things. But I I just think everyone just needs to slow down a little bit and take the time to do their homework. Yeah. And I think COVID is, I mean, I'm not sure, but I think it has helped people realize like whatever the price tag is, if you don't enjoy what you're doing every single day, that price tag will never matter. And totally. I don't know why it maybe took a pandemic for people to realize that, or like, I don't know, but things were just go, go, go. And it's like, do you enjoy what you do every day? Right. Sometimes you don't know until you're in it, but if you can say that to yourself, then you're in a good place. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not, the paycheck is not always what's glamorous, you know, and it, it, and it's so funny too, you know, game day and all that stuff. Yeah. It looks fun and all your friends think it's cool. But I mean, when you're like, wait, the game started and I'm not out there yet. Or you don't like, like I said, like so many people say to me, they're like, oh, you've got the coolest job ever. And like, seriously, like I love my job, but it is, it's almost terrifying sometimes I've literally woken up and I did not know what city I was in the time zone or the day of the week and you pause and you're like you panic because you're like oh my gosh I don't know where I am I don't know and it's like 
that's not glamorous. Like that sucks. Like it really is. And it's like, am I doing this job because other people think it's cool or because I really do love it. And I do love what I do right now. I love, like I said, I love the organization. I love the parts. I love baseball, but I just told my kids yesterday that I'm going to be at the high school. And my oldest was like, Oh, don't leave the pirates because people think that you have a cool job. And I'm like, it is not important to me that your eighth grade class thinks that your mom is cool. Like, I just don't care. I can sing and dance and they can think I'm cool and embarrass the heck out of you. So like, how about I work for the pirates and now I'm at your school. That's not cool enough. Like, (laughs) I know, I know, but it's so, it's just, it's such like people's perception versus what you actually live in what your reality is. And you know, I don't know. It's taken me a long time to figure out that what is important. Is it you know, the, the status and whatever, or is it, I'm working at a high school. Like, kind of love the working at a high school thing. Like, Everyone now is going to like reach out to their local high school. I know. Yeah. Don't reach out to me just yet. Give me a second to figure out what this looks like. I gotta, I gotta build it first. So I gotta like, wrap my mind around. Yeah. All right. yeah. what, what fulfills you the most in your job and has that changed over the years? Um, relationships. I think everybody would say that the relationships that they get to build with, um, athletes and with coaches. And I mean, in the connections you make, I mean, the years down the line that you still keep in touch with people from, you know, forever ago, it's, I mean, that is by far my most favorite thing about just working in sports and and being in this job is knowing that, whether it's at the collegiate level or now in, you know, major league baseball, so many people are like one phone call away where you can just, you know, and everybody wants to help each other too. I feel like it being in, in sports, um, you know, it's very much a a family camaraderie, um, you know, going to athletes weddings or seeing their, you know, that they're having babies on Facebook or whatever. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like those are the things that, you just can't, you know, you can't trade. It's, it's so cool. Like those are definitely the, the best memories in the moments, I think for sure. What about all the students or all the people that have interned under you that are now directors at others? Like how many people is that you can add? <laughs> but like, how is that? Like, is that just like a mate? Like, is that just like crazy to think like, what'd you say? There are people rotating in 2005. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're like, I mean, I'm, everyone who's listened to this podcast, her name has been brought up like at least five times because people have <laughs> come to Tennessee and just like, what, what is that like? Just like knowing that like you've been a part of someone's success. It's, you know, in being a part of someone's success is just that it's a part of it. The people who are successful, it, it's because of them and their drive and their passion. But I am so proud of every one of my interns or students, no matter what, like some of them just, you know, they're doing private practice and they're being moms. And I freaking love that. And then there's some that are running their own, you know, collegiate programs. And I love that too. Like, I just, I just am so proud of all of them for everything that they've done and where they are that has, you know, made them feel like they're fulfilling something or that they're really living up to their potential. Like I just, it's, it's amazing to see. And, and I, man, I tell you what, the, the times where 
like Pam Bartz, she is like, she is every now and again, she'll just send me a text and be like, just want to thank you for everything you've done for me. And I'm like, those, I would freaking throw myself in front of a truck for those kind of people, because like, it just comes out of nowhere. And it like, is on a day where I just needed someone to tell me I'm, I'm going to be fine, you know, and her text will pop up and I'm like, she just, she must have a sixth sense that she knows when I need a boost, but like, it's just so great to hear from them. Um, you know, what they're up to and if they need something, I'm still, I will always, you know, be there if they, if they need anything. So. I love that. And I love like, just like texting someone out of the blue, because I think people forget like how meaningful that is. So anyone listening, just go text someone like something nice right now. Yeah. And Lisa Swearingen at, at, uh, Utah, her too. Like she is my, like my thank you card writer. Like I can, I mean, every now and again, I get a, like a snail mail letter or a note from her. And I'm like, she just like, that just pulls on the heartstrings. I'm like, that is, that is, I love that. Cause that shows that, I don't know that she cares, you know, there's, there was an impact that was made and she never forgets the people who helped her get where she was. And it just, I, it's amazing. It makes me so happy. I have the chills ready for the rapid fire round. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before rapid fire, I do want to, so yeah, I just wanted to, so like all this, you know, moving on to a different job and starting or going into the high school world and having to tell the pirates that I'm leaving and stuff and just so much negative stuff with, I feel like men in sports right now, as far as like, you know, different scandals and controversies and all that garbage. I just want to make sure that I really give credit to the pirates and the men leading that organization. Um, when I told, when I told, um, our manager, Derek Shelton, and I would, and I'm probably going to get emotional now just because of like, so I told our general manager, Ben Sherrington, then I told Derek Shelton and I told my direct boss, Brian Stroh, and I could not have asked for a better group of individuals to encourage me and to be so happy for me. And like Sheltie, he was like, because of course, like as, and I think this is one thing us in our profession, we feel so responsible for the athletes and the people that come across our path. And one thing that makes it so hard for us to leave and move on is because we feel so loyal to them and so devoted. And, you know, even when I left Tennessee, I just felt like I was letting people down because I was leaving and, you know, telling Sheltie and I'm like, I was like boohooing. Cause I was telling him about this, you know, this opportunity. And then I was like, he's like, and I started crying and I, he just said, you know, I just feel like I'm letting the team down. And he was like, why are you crying? <laughs> And I'm like, because I just feel so bad. And he goes, do not ever think that you are letting anyone down. He said, you are putting the three most important things in your life first and foremost. And for that, none of us will ever think that you are letting us down. And I was like, the, those comments and those, the men that say things like that don't get credit enough. And, you know, our general manager too, he said the same thing. He was like, I would never hesitate to make that move that you're making based on, you know, being home with your kids and um, just being present more. And, you know, so it's just, 
I just want to give a lot of credit to those guys and let people know, like, not all men in sports suck, <laughs> you know, like, I'm just, I just get really, it wears on me when you see so much negative stuff. And yes, like people got to get it together and be smarter about the things they say and the things they do and, and the actions they choose. But let's also um, really recognize those who do the right thing and who are supportive. So that's my soapbox, my last little thing. <laughs> no, it's amazing like what people can say and just the support. And cause like, I think anyone would feel the way that you would feel too, but it's yeah. so true. like you're, you made a decision that is like the right decision for you totally. and family. Yeah. And I don't think anyone, and it doesn't even matter what anyone thinks kind of, but to have that support means the world to you and totally to keep going. Totally. Yeah. Ready, yeah. ready for the rapid fire now? <laughs> oh yes. Let's do rapid fire. So, all right. Rank your Starburst flavors best to worst. Oh, pink, red, orange, yellow. Okay. Yeah. I might. <laughs> well, no. I hate the yellows. <laughs> Thank you. I will. I had this debate with some athletes and they were like, yellow is the best. I'm like, you're cute. Yeah. Okay. I might put red up first, but no, we're, okay. we're good. Um, <laughs> pick, your, pick your pasta, angel hair or bow tie? Um, I'm going to go bow tie. Oh, I am just because it's different. Like, yeah, angel hair. Are you excited no. to eat bow tie pasta. I'm not really a big pasta person anyway, so I don't really eat pasta. But angel hair, my luck, I would overcook it and I'd be like drinking it because it'd be mush. So that's a, that's why I would okay, say bow tie. Bow tie it is. Okay, <laughs> what differentiates a good leader from a great leader? Ooh, a good leader from a great leader. Honesty, transparency good yeah how would you sign off on an email thanks comma or thanks exclamation point thanks exclamation point totally <laughs> yes we have a conversation about this because I feel like it I don't know like people think that you're supposed to be like is it polite or like some like nice comma like but my I'm if I do thanks comma that sounds like I'm upset and I'm not usually upset and I want the yeah. person to know like thanks but I feel totally. like the older generation thinks that, like, this is also random. I like when people say, hi, Liz, not just Liz, comma. Like, are you mad at me? Like, <laughs> No, I use exclamation points. And I always think of Rob Skinner because he no, always thinks you're yelling at him when you use exclamation points. So. Yelling is all caps. That's different. Yes. All caps. Yes. But I like a few explanation points. I do, too. I do, too. Okay. Thanks. All right. <laughs> It's a hot dog, a taco, or a sandwich. Oh, gross. It's neither. It's trash. It's gross. It's garbage. <laughs> you in the stands now eating a hot dog with someone vacuuming. In the I know. I know. Welcome to baseball. Do you think a hot dog is a taco or a sandwich? Mine is A sandwich. But when you think, think about it's it, it's kind of a taco. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> I heard that on another podcast and I was like, I have to ask this. All right, last question. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. If you could tell your younger Artie self one thing, what would you say? I would tell myself to shut up. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I would tell myself, just shut up and let people help you because you're obnoxious. 
And so <laughs> that's my suggestion to everyone. Just shut up and let people help you because I didn't did. enough. I wished I would have. The end. <laughs> I'm laughing like, how do I close this out? Everyone shut on up. <laughs> I know. Shut oh, up. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's amazing. Do you want to explain a little more about that? Because yeah, I just feel like I just have a big mouth. And so I just think like there were so many times where I just talked too much and I didn't listen enough. And I don't know if it's because sports nutrition was slash is new. And I feel like I had to over explain myself all the time to get people to understand where I was coming from. And so like at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you know, like just shut up and listen <laughs> because other people may not have the nutrition experience you have, but they have a lot of other experience that they can offer to you to help you out. And I just don't think I took advantage of that enough in my younger years. Amazing. That's interesting. Cause sometimes I wish I had a bigger mouth, but you're saying just, it's fine. Show. Yeah. I mean, I'm just too much sometimes. So <laughs> I wish I was more too much sometimes. Um, sorry. I was actually thinking about this. Like I feel, are you a persuasive person? Would you say? Um, persuasive? I don't know. I don't think I am. Like I said, <laughs> I, I think like I just used to that example. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. I just, again, I, I probably could be more persuasive if I like condensed what I had to say. Yeah, but I'm just not good at that. So all right, we're gonna end this. Everyone, just shut up and <laughs> totally. Well, Sorry. Well, Allison, thank you so much for your time today. Just super inspiring, and it was just great having you on and catching up. Thank you, and thanks for letting me use your platform to uh, talk about my next adventure. Breaking news, everyone, go work at the high school level. Let's go. I am telling you, it's the place to be. So yes. For sure. Thank you so much, Liz. You have an awesome week. Thank you, you too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on Sports Artie Snippets. I hope you found our conversation helpful today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Share the podcast or tell another sports RD to be or sports dietitian about it. If you can rate and review the podcast, it really helps the show and is much appreciated. Remember to follow along on Instagram at SportsRD Snippets to see what sports RD guest is featured each week. I'm super excited to bring on my upcoming guests, so stay tuned. I'm Liz Waluka, and thanks so much for listening. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on Sports Artie Snippets. I wanted to remind you that this episode was sponsored by Momentus. Anyone interested in their pro portal, you'll get 30% off and free ground shipping on orders over than 50. Remember to contact Annie Hogan Larry, Chris DeSanto, or Jenna Stangland if you'd like to take advantage of this offer. I'll be back in two weeks with my next guest, so stay tuned. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.